Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. If I'm not doing my best to do, serve, and be better every every single day, then I won't be able to have as transformational of an impact on the people around me. So it really does start with you in the end. And by focusing on building yourself up, you have more to give to others. Good enough is the enemy of great. I think of energy management as sort of a way of looking at things, of looking at your well-being. Writing is so powerful as a mechanism for making our subconscious tangible. You can't pour from an empty cup. Today's guest is Patrick Buggy. Patrick's purpose is simple, to create his best life and help others to do the same. He does so by working with extraordinary individuals to help them create a life rich in purpose, growth, service, and satisfaction. He also works with forward-thinking companies and organizations to create programs and experiences that help their employees thrive. For Patrick, this isn't about reaching a specific state or destination, but embracing that life is continually an act of becoming. Spending your time in a way that aligns with your priorities and values is paramount. Doing whatever it takes to show up in the most powerful way so that you can contribute to making the world a better place. Prior to starting Mindful Ambition, Patrick went to undergraduate at Washington University in St. Louis. He worked across strategy and marketing at Gravity Tank, which is an innovative consulting company that was later acquired by Salesforce in 2016. Patrick grew up in Minnesota, which is where we caught up in the Twin Cities on a beautiful noon Saturday in his new home in Northeast Minneapolis. You can find Patrick's work at mindfulambition.net which is where you can access free articles and tools to help you do, serve, and be a little better every day. I first met Patrick through a meeting I had in Chicago when I was discussing my podcast with a friend in a coffee shop. I was fresh off a 14-hour Greyhound bus trip from Kansas City, where I spent the majority of my trip plotting out the beginning ideas for what has now become People of Purpose. I didn't even have a name for the podcast at the time, but thankfully the abstract vision that I was able to articulate to my friend that day in August led me to Patrick in Minnesota. There was actually another sign that Patrick and I should meet. On the day of our interview, I found out that Patrick and I share a common friend. He's actually dating my good friend, another high quality person whom I met and studied with in Morocco. Today, both Patrick and I are in America and she's in Denmark. It's interesting how things are orchestrated and I love these moments in which you realize how small the world is and how it works in such magical ways. Patrick's faith and self-reliance to step away from his world to one of more personal significance and purpose is remarkable. I find his wisdom to run deep, his communication to be hardly articulate, 
and his mind full of rushing intellect. What separates Patrick from his peers is a profound calmness that he carries with him and inside his department. He is truly a young and intentional leader. I'm excited for you guys to meet. Without further ado, please meet Patrick Buggy. Hey Patrick. Hey, how's it going? It's great. I'm very excited to meet you and learn about your mind. Likewise, excited to be talking to you today. Thank you. So let's talk about what is it that you're pursuing. Uh, you speak about how mindfulness is accessing something that's deeper, that's accessing something that's based in intention. What are those deep intentional things that you're pursuing right now? Yeah, so I've created a company called Mindful Ambition and it's all about helping people live their best lives. And that's what I see my purpose as doing is to create my best life and help others do the same. I think there's, there's an interesting paradoxical notion that by focusing on ourselves, we can actually create the biggest positive impact in the world on others. So I think all of us as homo sapiens, as humans, have a, an urge to help others. Everyone likes to help other people. But oftentimes, we don't know the best way to go about doing that. We don't know how to be better to others. And I've found that it's been really effective in my life to, by, by focusing on myself, by building myself up to be able, that, it, that helps me be able to give more to others. And so in going through my own journey of personal growth and transformation, I've become a bigger better version of myself I believe I and and that gives me more energy and insight and willingness to to help others and share with others and so through mindful ambition I've created a wealth of resources and articles and tools online that can that I can share with you know thousands of people across the world but then it's also set up the foundation for me to do deeper, more impactful work with people more directly. So through my one-on-one -on -one coaching and through running workshops and developing programs with companies. So those are sort of the main three avenues of, of what this business looks like. And it's really exciting to be spending my time and energy every day focused on things that are about helping other people live well. But if you come back to my original original statement there of I see my purpose as to create my best life and to help others do the same I actually put myself first there which is kind of counterintuitive um, because it is all about helping other people but I know that if I'm not walking the walk if I'm not building myself up if I'm not doing my best to do serve and be better every every single day then I won't be able to have as transformational of an impact on the people around me. So it really does start with you in the end. And by focusing on building yourself up, you have more to give to others. Wow, that's beautiful. So who is it that you're finding is, is really buying into this? Who are your clients? What are the walks that they're trying to walk? Yeah, there's... 
it's been cool to see the many walks of life that my audience comes from, that people I've coached have come from. So it's anyone from mid-level executives who work in really stressful jobs and want to find ways to bring themselves back into their work, um, feeling a little disconnected from what actually matters to them and having, you know, perhaps been in the same career for a couple decades and have lost touch of what excites them and what brings them up and sort of are living in this continual state of, of anxious, stressed anxiety, um, to, you know, it's anyone from, from that to young people who are, on their own journey of, of self-discovery and want, are you know maybe more fresh into the workforce and are trying to navigate like what does it mean to live a good life and what does it mean to you know blaze blaze a trail forward um, that is is in line with things that I care about so uh, I've worked with people to build more sustainable healthy habits to make complex decisions like. You know, I'm deciding between these two grad school programs, both of which are in line with things I care about. Like, how do I think about navigating that situation? Well, Can that's, you help them to figure that out? Yeah, and so it, it just facilitating a conversation that is really open and honest and clear about you know, digging into, all right, how did we get to where we are today? What are the things that have led you to your current state? What are you actually feeling like right now? What are you fearful of what are you worried about what are you excited about and to approach where you are with with mindfulness to treat yourself kindly and to honestly see where where you actually are and to be honest also and unashamed about where you want to go in life like the things that are exciting to you the passions you have the stuff that really lights you up to be honest about that, and if I can be a clear listener, an open voice, or a person to help draw that out of you, that's an incredible position to be in. It's it feels I I, I always say that I consider it a huge honor to coach others because people let me into their lives in a way that is really impactful and meaningful, and so the types of people who I've been able to work with span all age ranges. They span different types of careers. They're men and women, they're parents, they're students, they're executives, they're athletes. It, it really does span a huge spectrum, but there is this common thread amongst everyone that is, I have this hunch that I could be doing things a little better. Like the, the, the way that I was taught to do things or maybe I was never actually taught how to think about and navigate my emotions, my thoughts, my feelings, my passions, my whatever it might be in life. Mm -hmm. That's what I help people do through, through Mindful Ambition is to focus on these elements of their lives that they were never 
set up with frameworks to think through. We, we have no class on life. We, we learn about science, we learn about math, we learn about history, but somehow we don't ever learn about what it means to live a good life and how to manage our energy and how to make tough decisions and how to process the world around us. And so that's my goal through everything with Mindful Ambition is, is to help others create really rich, meaningful lives, but doing so by distilling the complexity of life into more simple, straightforward, under, understandable approaches. And this is not coming just from my mind. Like I am, I feel like I am a conduit for sharing wisdom and, and knowledge and understanding that I have gained from countless philosophers, experts, business leaders. So what transformative capacity does catastrophe play in your life or, or how does it play out in the lives of others? Yeah, I think catastrophe relates to positive change in a really interesting way in that it can be oftentimes the catalyst or the ignition that we need to create really positive changes in our life. Oftentimes we grow up and go through life in a very comfortable, established way that there's a path in front of us. There's, we have clear line of sight of the next sort of approved thing to do. And as long as things are going well enough, as long as things are comfortable, we don't question it too much. And that was the case for me in my own life, I think, growing up for many years, just kind of went with the flow, went along with the way that things were set up before me, the things that I was expected to do and, and be. But catastrophe, I think potentially an ex extreme word, um, but I think the, the role that negative things or uncomfortable, stressful, challenging experiences, the role that those things can have in our lives is to force us to take stock of what's actually going on in our lives and, and look inwards to see what do I actually really care about here? What's, what are my priorities and values? Like what matters to me? I'm in this place of stuck or you know some sort of catastrophe some sort of negative thing is weighing down upon me and i feel i feel small and insignificant and out of whack and totally off track like and it seems to have hit me just like out of the blue um well you know it, it didn't really happen out of the blue it happened probably as a result of many smaller things along the way um but to be in that place to be in that down and out at rock, you know, at rock bottom type place can actually be a real gift because it forces you to consider the things that will help you get out of that place. If you, if you never got into a place like that, you'll probably continue going along with good enough. Um, but having been to that darker place, you start to put together the pieces of the puzzle that help you create something that's far better than what you had ever done before. What was that quote you uh, said to me just before we, we turned on the microphone about good and good enough? Yeah, good enough is the enemy of great. Yeah, I love that. 
Yeah. So if something is continually good enough, if it's always comfortable enough, if it's if there are maybe no clear, strong negative pains associated with it, or we're creatures of comfort. Oftentimes, we we gravitate towards the the comfortable, understood thing. Um, if you've always been in that place of good enough and comfortable, then you don't feel any strong motivation or pressure to do anything different than what that is. But if you have some sort of catastrophe or some sort of culmination of things that get you in a more down and out kind of place, then you have the opportunity to, to, to move forward in a new way. You, you kind of pivot, reorient yourself towards things that help you get unstuck and once you are unstuck, then you can continue doing those things and continue taking those steps forward on things that really align with with who you are and what you value. Yeah. So when was the time that you had to unstick yourself? Yeah, I hit my uh, quote-unquote rock bottom place a, a couple years after college, and I had left college taking an awesome job in a new city, um, was in like, was in a relationship from college, was moving to a new city, Chicago with a whole bunch of people that I knew, um, had the, the seeds of a lot of good things. You know, the, it's the classic story. I mean, you go to college, you get a good job, you keep moving on that progression. And a couple of things happened just from different spheres of my life that don't, in, in retrospect, don't feel like just in, in talking about it, it doesn't feel like really significant stuff, but like, you know, there was a relationship that ended. There was stress at work where I actually almost got laid off because the company had gone through some tougher financial pressures and, and a bunch of my colleagues did get laid off. And then there was um, some family stress and there was also close friends of mine who had left the city. And so I kind of felt like this, this world that I understood or had this vision that I was expecting of what my life might be like in, in post-grad life. And I had, I thought I understood what it was going to be like. And it turns out that things, that reality was different than my expectations. And from that place, I think I got very isolated felt isolated. I felt lost, uncertain of where I wanted to go in my career, felt a lot of pressure from just the stories I had in my head about how life works and finding the, you know, the career that motivates you or is, you know, following your passions and all these things. And, um, but I had no, no clue what I wanted to do, no clue about any of it and had a hard time, um, getting myself out of this, this down and out place. Um, the, the, my journey forward from that was not just one thing. There's no one element of the puzzle that was entirely transformative for me, but there was a number of things that can be encapsulated by just an idea of, I took time to focus on myself. I, mm-hmm took time to understand the things that mattered to me, that helped me live well. So that was being more active, taking care of my injuries that I had from 
uh, college athletics, um, getting paying more attention to the food I was putting in my body, like how my energy changed based on the stuff I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really basic stuff. Tra- learning that the mind can be trained through meditation and, and all of these different elements of my well-being started to integrate themselves over the period of the next chunk of years. And that's led me out of that place and into a new journey of personal growth and development that I never would have happened upon had I not ended up in that tough place. Wow. That's beautiful. So what are some of these health practices that are now a regular routine for you? Yeah. I think of energy management as sort of a way of looking at things, of looking at your well-being. Mm. I often think that if you think of, like, so I ask myself the question, what are the, what's present in my best days? When I have amazing days that I feel great, you know, I'm falling asleep, really satisfied with everything I've put into my day, there's a certain set of things that come up there. And it tends to relate to things that help me put really great energy into whatever I'm doing that day. You know, you think of the best day ever, you're full of life and full of energy and you're smiling and you're alive. The worst days are the exact opposite of that. You're kind of depressed, you're drained, you're, you have no energy. And so in thinking about well-being through the lens of energy management, there's a couple foundational things there that are really important. First and foremost, sleep. Something that I didn't actually really start taking seriously until probably a month ago. Um, I have always known that sleep is important, but to actually put that into practice, and there's all sorts of things that go into actually creating a good night's sleep and getting enough sleep, that's sort of one foundation. There's also movement. So we are not meant to be sitting all day long every day. We're animals. We need to move all animals do that. Um, so having a regular movement practice is a really important part of that for me. Nutrition, what I'm putting in my body, you put good fuel in, you get good energy out. Paying attention to the things that when I eat them, I feel better. And paying attention to the things that when I eat them, I feel worse. Macro concept here is do more of the things that make you feel good and fewer of the things that uh, make you feel less good. Wow, that's some deep logic. (laughs) I know, it's very complex. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what do you think about um, simplicity of life? How, How can we combat our complex notions of how we need to live or how we can foster amazing amounts of happiness or health in ourselves. Like, is that a complicated thing to you? I think it's very simple, but not easy, Mm. which is an important distinction. I think it's simple in the fact of if you understand the things that light you up, if you understand the things that matter to you, then it's actually a pretty clear decision of, should I spend my time on X or Y? Well, which one is more closely aligned with my values and priorities? And, and those things change over time. Like 
what matters most to me right now probably isn't the exact same set of things that will matter most to me two years from now. Mm -hmm. But having a greater sense of self-awareness helps you to understand those things clearly, which means that the decisions you have to make, if you're making them through that lens, if you do believe that spending your time in a way that aligns with what matters most to you is important, which I think it is maybe the most important thing. Uh, then it's it's really it's really simple. There are the the way that it's not easy. I say simple but not easy. It's simple to see that spending my time on you know uh, getting good sleep is something that I value. But in that moment of actually taking action, of maybe resisting the the pressures of my environment that say, oh, you should stay up and like watch that movie or those TV shows with your roommates or, you know, go out and do that thing with your friend. Actually to say no to that and say that's, although those things are good and things that I would enjoy, but they're not actually in line with what matters most to me. Um, that's where it starts to get challenging. There's a difference between, um, things that are good and things that matter most. What have you learned about um, how to how to understand what matters most to you since uh, since maybe this period that you were feeling stuck? What have you done from there until now to really learn what matters most to you? To listen to your true self. Yeah. One of the most consistent practices that I've come back to through this time period is writing. It's really simple, but just getting your thoughts out of your head and onto paper. You can do this in a, in a journal, a notebook of some kind. You can do this on your computer. Um, but there are different types of journaling practices that help facilitate greater self-awareness. And there's a sense of objectivity that you get when you write your thoughts down, when you write things down, that you actually put some distance between yourself and those things. And there's also a sense of clarity that comes out that you might feel like there's so much going on in your head, but it's actually just like a couple things that keep spinning around. Our, our thoughts are not necessarily easy to untangle when they're just up in our head. And yeah. so getting them into a new format, writing those things down, helps you to see those things more clearly. And also, when you do this over time, even just writing simply about what's going on in your days, the things that you feel really good about, the things you feel grateful for, the things you're excited about, what you're thinking about, any of those things, you'll, you'll begin to notice patterns over time. You might realize that like, oh wow, I write about the same thing over and over and over again, or I have this recurring thought that I should do X, but then I don't do it. Well, maybe that's a sign that you should do X. Uh, and so, writing is so powerful as a mechanism for making our subconscious tangible yeah bringing these thoughts that if you if you ever observe a thought it it, it sort of comes from nowhere <laughs> it comes from somewhere in your subconscious into your conscious mind and then to write about that write that down on paper makes it tangible so it's this if you ever do any sort of free writing exercise where you just write whatever comes to mind it's that's how i think of it as an act of 
making your subconscious tangible. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I want to get into the business that you've created around these sort of focuses in the lives of other people. But first, I want to just ask you, what is mindfulness to you? Mindfulness is simultaneously so many things to me. It's the, it's the foundation on which I live my life, really. It's so the, the traditional definition that I'll come back to is you know, mindfulness is a state of mind where you are in the present focused on the present moment, non-judgmentally. Mm-hmm. And but what it represents to me is a way of navigating the world. And to live mindfully is to see the world around you more clearly, openly as it is, to see yourself clearly, honestly, and openly, and to spend time on when you're when you spend time on things actually to be where you are doing what you're doing. We live in a world that is super connected, super on, super stimulated, Mm -hmm. and very distracted. And it can lead to this feeling of running around all day, but having not actually done anything. And so mindfulness to me means actually living because I'm in the moments where I'm at doing the things that I set out to do and I'm doing things with intention. I'm doing things because I want to do them because I'm clear that they need to be done and not just reacting to whatever is in my environment. Distancing myself from those reactive tendencies means less time on my phone, less time on internet and email and, and things like that. And when I'm on those things, doing so because I know that I want to be doing them. And so try and distill that a little bit more clearly. Mindfulness means living life fully to me. And it by practicing mindfulness, by understanding that the opportunity is there to live in a deeper manner, it's something that I prioritize practicing and I'm continually working on and um, it's it, it goes against our the natural tendencies these sort of gravitational forces of our mind and our society to be really intentional and present throughout the day but I think because of that it's really worth pursuing yeah what do you do to, to become so educated at in order to be that leader that other people need? It all started when I was in my down and out place. I started listening to a lot of podcasts. I started reading more books and articles online. I started to just look out for people who are sharing knowledge, great sources of wisdom that have been told through time. So a lot of this is related to mindfulness, but I also have an interest in business. And so I learn a lot from business leaders and from authors on a whole range of subjects. There are incredible podcasts out there that bring together these 
it's a, it's a meeting of minds of some of the most incredible people in the world. And they're sharing all this wisdom and to listen to these things and to take what is being shared and actually try stuff out. That's where it really becomes powerful. And that's where I gain the confidence to share it with other people is to say, wow, I learned this perspective or this approach or this way of thinking from someone else. And I'm not just parroting it. I'm not just repeating what someone else has said, but I'm taking what I learned from others, trying it out in my own life, experiencing the benefits of that, and then going about sharing it in a new way, trying to bring my perspective into it and, and teach what I know to help others. What's one common podcast and one common book that you recommend your clients? There's so many good ones. One that's consistently been a source of incredible conversations for me is the Tim Ferriss show. Wow, me too. I did not know that. Tim's an incredible interviewer. I think he talks, he brings in a lot of subjects from business to performance to wellness, physical fitness. He spans a lot of awesome topics and he brings together just really incredible minds. Um, as far as a book, Wherever You Go, There You Are by John Kabat-Zinn is my list. one of my favorite books on mindfulness. I think what stands out to me about it is its approachability. The chapters, if you could even call them that, the sections of the book are no more than a couple pages long, sometimes just one or two pages. And each one is a bite-sized element of mindfulness and mindfulness meditation and applying that into your daily life. And so it's a really approachable book to just bite off little bits at a time. I think oftentimes we get overwhelmed by books. <laughs> There's, you know, hundreds of pages and we feel like we have to read it all the way through and it, it it's sort of this daunting thing, but he does a way, he teaches mindfulness in a very straightforward, easy to understand way that makes it feel approachable. Yeah, um, he's known as the person that, that has most effectively or maybe first pioneered um, that approachability where he brought Eastern um, depth into a Western way of communicating it and understanding it so that we as busy Americans all wrapped up in technology and in progress and um, wealth creators and legacy you know, constructors, we can understand what monks and what, um, yeah, people in, in the East are actually thinking deeply about. I think that's cool. Yeah. I think it's transformational to be exposed to that different way of thinking, a different way of viewing life. It's, I don't use the word transformational lightly. I do feel that mindfulness has been a very transformative experience or experience practice in my life and only see it as continuing to transform my life moving forward. Wow. That's awesome. What do you think is specific to you that, that people, that people trust or decide that they're going to reach out to? Cause your role requires them to be highly vulnerable. 
to admit that they're not perfect, to admit their flaws. They're probably sharing a lot of things with you that they don't share with their family or their friends. What quality about you that do you think facilitates such a, you know, such transformation in others? A lot of my relationships come through mindful ambition, the work I do online. And so I'm able to create relationships with people through my writing, which is, again, coming back to this idea of distilling complex things and making them really approachable and friendly and easy to understand. I think that's approachability is perhaps a something that I'm good at fostering. So through my writing, I'm able to build these connections with other people and they understand that they get value from what I'm sharing. They get value from what I'm writing and it it leads naturally into a deeper relationship. If you trust that someone is providing value to you, you've experienced that in the past, it's a lot easier to say, yeah, that's someone I might want to work with or that's someone who I believe can, by working together, we can create even more positive change in my life. Yeah. And so the, the blog and my newsletter and my writing has been a great vehicle for establishing relationships with people all across the country, from around the world. And I know it will be continue to be a vehicle that will help me be of service to others moving forward. Are you okay for me to put all those methods of of encountering your work in the show notes? Yeah, absolutely. Mindfulambition.net is the home of my work. It's I create everything and make it free and accessible to as many people because I want to create as big of a positive impact on the world as I can. And creating these resources, these tools, these guides that are distilling wisdom that I find valuable in my own life, these rules and principles and practices that I want to live by, I I know that there's value in them for other people as well. Yeah. How do you feel now that you're really living out your true purpose? Do you feel like um, this is something that's going to stay a long, long time? Absolutely. There's two observations that I want to share with you in in regards to that. Maybe three. Um, One is that it's the most rewarding work I've ever done by far because I've understood clearly the things that uh, that mattered to me and that I wanted to pursue and the types of the type of change that I wanted to create in the world and I took a leap to do that and so doing that and hearing the positive feedback from other people is incredibly fulfilling and rewarding yeah. observation number 2 um there are still ups and downs like it it is still life you know i'm not all of a sudden transformed into some sort of like magical being that never has any worries or stresses or like doesn't you know still have challenges like it's a slog it's really hard to do something new and create something new in the world but so it's hard but am i excited to be doing it hell yeah and then kind of off of that observation number three is that this is this will sound perhaps strange but 
I have no fear of death. And when I was younger, I actually was pretty scared about the concept of dying. Like it felt very terrifying to me. It felt like something that you know, I would just be, I, I couldn't comprehend the ramifications of. And of course I still, I love to live, but I, I know that I am spending my time in a way that is so in line with the things that I care about and things that I want to be putting out into the world that I'm just not, I, I, I know that if like if a meteor came and smashed into this house right now and, and took me out, I know that I, I would have no regrets. And that is a very freeing and peaceful feeling to have. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I've heard something in the past about how um, one of our biggest fears is the fear to like live out our true greatness. And when we can get past that fear, uh, that's when reality starts to unfold. And simultaneously, people lose their fear of death when they're fully living their life. Yeah, there's an interesting challenge there that comes up, which is this question of like, who am I? It's almost this sense of self-worth of like, who am I to live this, this imagined life or this dream that I have for myself? And, you know, we, we see there are, there are always people who have it worse. You know, there's always going to be more suffering in the world. And so, you know, you're, maybe you're someone who is like working a, a good job. Like, you know, you've got security and support and you're stable. Um, and you have, but you have these kind of fantasies, these visions of, of what a, a more, purposeful life could look like for you but you think ah like but who am i like who am i to travel and do that type of thing or who am i to start my own business doing this or who am i to start you know i don't know change my career you path like and, an like, be a to some other greater purpose or something absolutely and when you when you aren't on that path you do feel like a bit of an imposter you might feel like an imposter even when you start but Think about how many things in your life were once entirely new to you. Everything is the answer to that. At some point in time, everything <laughs> that you now do was new to you. And so we have these, this thought that, well, it's too late for me to do X or it's too, you know, I can't do that because I've done all these other things and I need to keep moving down this path. Well, That'll only be true if you think that to be true. What would it look like if you start taking baby steps down that road? You know, you want to become a writer? Well, start writing. What would it look like if you published a blog post every day? What would it look like if you wrote in your notebook for 10 minutes a day? Like there's, there are ways to more gradually shift from where you are to where you'd like to be than we might think in the get-go we want these changes to happen instantaneously we want them to happen overnight but that's not how growth happens growth happens bit by bit step by step day by day but only if you put time into it only if you prioritize it yeah 
Do you have any visions of your future? Imaginations of of what you'll be like in 10, 20 years or any certain legacy that you envision leaving behind? Yeah, I think about what mindful ambition could be and the impact it could be creating on the world five, 10 years from now. It's incredibly powerful and exciting to me. There are a couple different ways that I think about it and, and envision the impact that I want to have on the world. One is on a, a scale, a level of scale. So reaching thousands, millions of people through my work, helping them live more mindful lives, helping them create lives that are rich in purpose and growth and satisfaction. And so think on that, on that big scale, both of just regular people, um, I also get really excited about the idea of working with younger people, like students, kids. I think there's some incredible mindfulness in the schools initiatives that are going on and um, would love to work in some way in that, maybe down the road. But also through my coaching, through my more one-on-one engagements, working really deeply with people who have influence and people who are who have an impact on the world around them, be it business leaders, politicians, people who really have some sway in the world, and to think about the impact that shifting someone's perspective, helping them to live their best life in a position of power, and to use that power for a way that is supporting others, for a way that is in service to others, and lifting people up, that gets me really excited to, yeah. to think about what that change could be. And so I'm in the early stages of creating that change now and know that it will require a whole lot of growth and, and development for me to get to that future vision. But I know that I can get there. And the way that I go about getting there is waking up each day ready to work on the things that are important to me, ready to learn, expand my horizons, ready to go deeper within myself to understand really what matters, really what I'm feeling, and just take it one step at a time. My final question is, what are you going to do this weekend to lift yourself up in order to lift others up? This weekend, I'm going to my family's cabin to spend some time with my mom and dad. And so I'm prioritizing rest and rejuvenation and spending time with people that matter to me so that I can go into my next week of work with as great of energy as possible because we're only able to get as much out of something as the energy that we put into it. And so that's why you know, that earlier section talking about energy management, that's why that's so important to me because I know that if I am taking care of myself, if I'm doing things that are lifting myself up, then I have more to give to others. You, you can't pour from an empty cup. That's a phrase I like yeah. a lot. And so this weekend I'm, I'm filling up the glass, I'm taking time to rest and 
be with good people and be outdoors and read books and work on being a little bit better. That's great. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being you. So what actionable step are you going to take next? Do you have a lingering question or something you want help working through? Do you need support in doing what it's going to take to live your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. Subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our wonderful guests. Do you have any friends that might enjoy this episode or the podcast? Bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. If you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as the purposeful people and communities I'm a part of around the world, Follow the podcasting journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast. You can connect with our purpose-seeking community on Facebook at People of Purpose by liking and following our page. Know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose opportunities, and receive regular tidbits of inspiration and media I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness, intentionally filtered by me, to nourish your personal path of purpose. For the ultimate engagement, Join our intentional group, Purpose Seekers, from the Facebook page. Join in longer-form discussions, link up with accountability partners, and share in opportunities and challenges to better know and grow in your purpose. Send me a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram if you want to talk privately and receive personalized guidance on how to raise your sales and write your ship. Come forth with your biggest dreams and aspirations, and I will do my best to connect you with the necessary resources and mentors from my network to start your trek along your personal path of purpose. Cheers, and here's to becoming 